podcast where two friends, me, Pete Phillips, and me, Marissa Phillips, we're not related. We get together and we talk about some stuff that we know or some stuff that we recently learned or some stuff that like we always knew but really bothers us that people don't know, which is what I'm kind of doing today. And uh, yeah. Or stuff that we always knew, but it didn't come to the surface that we knew it <laughs> until we reached our adolescence. Or, or in this case, our adulthood, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I couldn't think of the word adulthood, adulthood I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> or in other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. How you doing today, Marissa? Um, been a rough weekend. <laughs> I had one one half day of fun for t- two days of suffering. Yeah, that, I had a hangover. That's how life works. <laughs> you have a pretty yeah, good ratio. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my new job which touts very fabulous health benefits, sent me health insurance seemingly without prescription insurance. Mm. So I had to pay lots of dollars, hundreds of dollars, so that I could not die this weekend. So that was fun. All right. But otherwise, I'm okay. How are you? Yeah, you're not dead. Yeah, I'm not dead. How was your weekend? My weekend was, was all right. I chose to participate in... I guess what 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 like cool people would call self care, <laughs> in that I, I no nope don't go okay. too far. I just started I feel dating like myself. Same, but go ahead. <laughs> I can't be in love with myself yet. <laughs> yeah, I painted sun catchers. I know I saw. And I uh, put together a puzzle, and I was gonna cook food, but I just didn't. Did you eat though? I did eat. Yeah. Okay. I actually ate leftover food uh that i thought was gonna suck but it was really good that's way more productive than me as i admitted i watched episodes of the office from 10 a.m to 12 a.m and guys if you received that text you would have been perhaps like me and have misunderstood that and thought it was just just 10 a.m to noon <laughs> which no. i was like why is she being so hard on herself but yeah that's a really long time <laughs> yep I, and when you watch a show that long non-stop it blurs reality, sort of, and you feel a real <laughs> affinity with the characters in a way that's not normal. It made me feel comfortable, even though it's not reality. But I was like, other people are living my reality. And <laughs> so I was just like, but they're not real. But I can find humor in it. Icebreaker. So, Pete, I have an icebreaker for you. What is something you could do at present, past, or all throughout your life? That either your looks or the friends you surround yourself, whatever. Something that people assume about you all your life. Like, because you look this way, they assume this. Or because you're interested in this, they assume this. You know what I mean? This is a difficult question. I added, I talked too long. I should have said, what do people assume about you? But anyway. <laughs> we visited before that I have a difficult time with uh, self-identity. <laughs> and so... Well, yeah, it doesn't matter if you identify yourself. I'm not really what sure. Identify about you. It's it's actually always been a topic that fascinates me. What do people like? What do what are people's impression of me? I remember when I was in college, uh, our mutual friend Alicia was like, "Yeah, Pete, everybody thinks you're like some suave guy because you're like always surrounded with women." And I was like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was always surrounded with women by women, but that's because I, all my friends were women. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but apparently on the outside, somebody was like, oh, look at him. He's some Don Juan. And then, um, one time I was dating somebody. She was like, oh, yeah, I know people who know you and they think you're a dick. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, why would they think? And they, she was like, this blew me away. She was like, oh, they all think that you're just really overconfident. And I was like, I don't think for in my entire life I've ever felt overconfident about anything. I will say I've known you for so long. But if I were to see you on the street and never talk to you, I would think you were a very serious person who had all your shit together and were very conservative, which if if you haven't got it from this podcast, which I'm sure you only get a taste, Pete is like anarchy in a suit. <laughs> like, not even joking. Pete is like maybe wilder than some of my punk rock friends in terms of his actions, just spontaneity I, at times. I don't really no, you like think authority. You're not, but <laughs> You, you you do not you defy like being put in a box. This uh, uh, but but, but this kind of goes back to the last episode a little bit, right? Like I might want to love the earth, but I don't have to like parade around about it, right? You know, yeah. same thing. Well, I don't have to well, I don't have to wear the uh, anarchist clothes. <laughs> but based on stories I hear about your work and just interactions I've seen at work, I could see you like your dick. Yeah, yeah. But in work, not outside. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah, that's sort of, uh, this was not at work, and it was kind of weird. So, was that an answer, or was that a precursor to an answer? That was the best answer I could give. Really? But you don't have, like, very concrete things, like, like not, like, whole perceptions, but just, like, they assume I like noodles, like, you know what I mean? I mean, come on. I love noodles. I mean, yeah. But, um, no, no. I'm, yeah. like, kind of chubby, and people are like, you like sweets. I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I think you're right. I, I think the closest you could get was your was part of your assessment where people are like, oh, you look like you really have your shit together. Yeah, okay. I pay all my bills on time, but that's like the closest I get. <laughs> After that, like in this inside, not at all. Okay. <laughs> what See, about you, Marissa? I'm answering this at a smaller scale. I guess I could speculate on what they think in terms of my like values or my actions, but mostly throughout my life, because I've been, like, alternative, like, I was goth and punk, and, like, I generally am not seen as, like, in the mainstream or something. For some reason, I guess there seems to be these interests across the board with people similar to me. And it's really annoying because people always assume, and it causes me to be so angry that I need to become more rational. People assume... I like gory movies and that I like to watch wrestling. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I love horror movies, but I like ghost movies. I don't like gore. And I don't mean like they, they assume I Marissa, to Marissa likes a scary movie. She's yeah. on the suspense side of horror. Yeah. She's not on the gore side. Except the, if the gore scale goes into cartoonish, then she's back in. Yeah. Yeah. But they almost assume that I'm one of those people that want to like almost watch those like totally bullshit like, 60s sci-fi yeah. horror thing yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm like what does it have to do with me going to punk shows no i hate that it's one it's not only gross it's also very boring like i don't find it interesting at all uh two 
I don't know whether this was always the case for like punk rock kids and like hipster kids, but there seems to be this huge wrestling movement. And I'm not trying to say anything about the friend who recently invited me, but he recently invited me to go watch wrestling. But it wasn't like, hey, do you like wrestling? Do you want to come? It was like, hey, WrestleMania is this day. Let's hang out. And I'm like, and I had to say, what is the correlation? Because <laughs> are you assuming I want to watch that? Because and he was. you would be mistaken. There was another punk kid in my old town that would be like, yo, there's these like local wrestling matches. We should all uh-huh. hang out. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't go like, hey, salsa dancing is next week. Do you want to hang out to my friends? Because I would have to ask if they like salsa dancing first. That like, would be you know very I mean? polite of you. Like, I don't know. It was just very weird. Now, you see, the, the second one, I could understand because... I feel like there's like an indie side of, you know, and and I, I want to go to see independent wrestling because I'm just into indie in general, uh, independent music, independent they would be movies, independent wrestling. But yeah, I feel like then I'm also into independent restaurants, and independent yeah. vegetables, and like. <laughs> but also to frame things like that and not ask me if I like it first, leads me in the place where I go. Do I pretend I have plans, or do I say, no, I don't want to do that? Your interests bore the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, like, do I, do I like, be like, no, I don't like the shit you want, you're asking me to do, which you don't want to make them feel bad, but I, like, I guess I'd be like, no, I don't like that. But then it's probably going to be this, like, really weird conversation where they're like, why don't you like that? And right. I'm like, go home. I so think anyway. that's the most frustrating part of the whole entire thing you're describing here. That you can't tell somebody, oh, I'm not into wrestling, and they just go, oh, okay. Sometimes sometimes I want to have more people in my life, but sometimes I hear about other people. And I'm just like, I don't want to try to engage in a relationship with somebody yeah. who's like, you have to, to explain to me why you don't. Like, I don't hate guacamole, but I don't love guacamole. Like, some people love guacamole. And if I went out to eat and somebody was like, hey, you want some guac? I love guac. I'd be like, no. And if that wasn't the end of it, <laughs> I'd be very upset. Yeah. Tell me why I you don't like it. Tell in my me, life. please. <laughs> I have a few people in my life that that wouldn't be the end of it. That would be the beginning of a half-hour conversation. Right. And you're like, geez, we're still on appetizers. This is going to be the worst lunch ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yep, people are dumb. Speaking of dumb, I'm going to talk about some dumb stuff today. I'm going to talk about office speak. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is a little different than the topic itself, but you know I like to start with a personal story. Um, I used to work at a ad agency that I shall not name, and they used a lot of terms that made me full of, like, unbridled rage. Um, two things that annoyed me the most were how they used the term rock star and sexy. Um, they were always talking about how people, they're always calling people rock stars in terms of their salesman skills or like their ability to engage a crowd about e-commerce tactics. And it was really gross because, I mean, it should be obvious why it was really gross, but it just felt like a total, like, just the word lost any and all edge. Yes. Like, and, and the and, problem is, is the hyperbole, right? It sets the scale so low. 
that God forbid you go in and say something really inspiring about the human condition, and they go, man, you're like a rock star. You'd be like, shut up, e-commerce. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just, ugh. But also, it made me think, like, okay, you're calling them a rock star because they're awesome, but also, are they, like, boozing up and banging bitches after their e-commerce totally. expo? Because I kind of feel like that, too, which is also gross. <laughs> they're doing lines in the bathroom after that. Yeah. What a, Wonderful what a sales call. <laughs> um... Now, the other thing is they would say sexy about a piece of copy I wrote or anybody wrote or refer to, like, Google Analytics data as sexy. Now, I have to say, when Google Analytics data does form, like, the ups and downs form the figure of a woman, it can be kind of sexy. I mean, yeah, I could see that. (laughs) First of all, I don't know, but based on many other things that I witnessed, it just felt like it was on the verge of a HR... um, like just yeah yeah just felt inappropriate luckily you didn't have an hr department (laughs) exactly but also like i don't know it was just so weird so these instances just made me think about how terrible things people say in workplaces are mostly like really corporate offices um like they like to rework slightly edgy words for corporate purposes or more importantly they use business or office speak um office speak generally seems to overcomplicate simple ideas or it like it just doesn't get to the point it goes around the point some words or phrases that uh i would say count as office speak would be think tank crunch numbers or in my new job they love to say deliverables so i wanted to how else would you say crunch numbers uh, like do the math on that yeah i, I almost I'm sorry. I need to almost look at it because because that's the thing. I never fully know what anybody means. That's a good it's point. Speak. It yeah. could be like a defense mechanism. Like I don't know what I want you to do exactly, yeah. but I'm going to tell you to crunch the numbers and whatever you come back with, I'll let you know whether it was right or wrong. Yeah, to do calculations. And if you're wondering what a think tank is, a body of experts providing advice and ideas on specific problems. Usually. Whatever. Populated by no experts in the workplace. Exactly. <laughs> on a HubSpot blog article, um, they simply said that they think office speak is used to cover up a lack of knowledge or Word. just make someone sound more impressive, which I can totally believe. Um, but then I really delved deep with an article on Vice, who basically said that office speak is not a language, but rather an anti-language. Um, early on in the article, they actually show a snippet from an email they got within an office. This is an actual snippet of an email they got. Um, It says, I've started thinking about our direction of travel under a number of key areas, keeping in mind that our long-term ambitions could really be articulated around increasing reach, engagement, income, and importantly, impacting through creative, compelling, resonant articulation of our work. Uh, I would like to point out that articulation is used twice in that uh and basically pete did you pick up what that said no i fell asleep partway through yeah it it was clouded by so many excessively complex words. something about travel yeah and something about direction of something yeah Um, but i didn't know if like travel was like literally we're spending too much on travel or yeah, if it meant something else, especially when direction came in, because I associated directions with travel. So, yeah, my brain was out of the loop. <laughs> yeah, the paragraph basically says so much while also saying nothing. And there's so many words usually meaning, like, usually with the intention of just 
making a statement that could be just summed up in way few, fewer words and way simpler words. So the article goes on to speculate that this kind of talk is used to confuse underlings um, and to keep people servile. But they say that it actually opposes productivity and clearly obstructs meaning. So why did people in offices start talking like this? Like, did they always? The first seeds of office speak were sown in the mid to late 20th century when today's superpower companies were beginning to expand rapidly. Executive of, executives of big players like General Electric and AT&T became frightened by the pace of their competitors' progress, and they sought comfort in the counsel of newly fashionable management consultancies like Bain, BCG, and McKinsey. So, okay, big companies got consultants to kind of, like, <laughs> give them counsel in case you lost it the in that best paragraph. decision ever. <laughs> but the consultants knew that they needed to kind of dress up their advice in order to paint themselves as these, like, superhuman business oracles. And they did this not with fancy branding and not with advertising. But, but with the with... thesaurus. <laughs> but, yeah, they created a sort of new-age technobabble, pseudoscientific nonsense which is office speak. So basically they created this new, excessively elevated way of speaking that would make them seem like they are smarter than everyone else. So businesses began to adopt this office speak uh, with office speakers starting to look, trying to look busier and more important and more techie and numbersy than other people out there. They thrived in meetings where there was nothing to say because people speaking this way generally looked busier and looked more important and looked like they were more in the know and they looked like they... But it's all an illusion because they're morons. Exactly. And they're just making um, the, the meeting longer by using bigger and longer words. And early office speakers were quickly promoted through the ranks because of the illusion that they created. So basically, I'm sure probably everyone listening has witnessed some of this unless you're like... I don't know. I wanted to bring up, I work in academia, and it's almost like acad academic ease is like just another whole splinter of this, of people just using bigger, longer words and using really complicated ways to say things, even though they could just be much more direct. And you wouldn't seem like a scholar if you said it directly, but like, yeah. come on, you'd at least get to the point. I think that... Any industry has its own term of office speak, even if you don't live in an office. Live? What? Ew. Even if you don't work in an office. Wait, ew. you're not supposed to live in an office? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even if you're an actress or a YouTube star, I'm, still, I'm sure it still gets in there somewhere. So, now that we have the, like, kind of the background, I wanted to talk about a few. I wanted to bring up some that I'm familiar with, um, and some that I've never heard in my life, and some that I find really heinous so i will bring some up and you tell me what you think they mean or what you know they mean okay all right uh it's on my radar oh it's, it's something that i'm aware of exactly okay yes. uh bring to the table well uh you, you're gonna I, I i don't know a different word than bring but you're gonna like bring it up or like if it's yeah. a skill you supply it something like that yeah yeah, something you contribute to the group. Right. Um, Good one word. Contribute. Yeah. Direct. See? <laughs> yeah, what, what do you have to contribute? Th what do you have to bring to the table? I think the other part, though, is like sometimes, like, 
I would not have thought of the word contribute in this moment right now. <laughs> I would have said bring to the table. And so, but that's because in my brain, it's more commonplace and lazier to say that. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. I don't have to find the right word. And yeah, language wise, we're sort of reducing the efficiency. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, I would say some of these, yeah, have like penetrated our everyday vocabulary. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing of using some of these. But if they are so far off from the meaning, I feel like that's stupid. Um, touch base. Uh, contact. Yeah. So, yeah, contact in any way, meet up, talk, T- whatever. Touch base with me about that later on this week. Yeah. Um, though I never fully know to what extent somebody means when they right. say that. I don't know whether they mean, you know, drop by my office. Nope. To me, me it email. always means email me because that's the least personal I can get. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't like touch base because I feel like it's not clear. I would want someone to be like, email me about this. Let's Related, have a meeting about this. Like, again, I think somebody is using something vague because they don't know what they're asking for. So it's like, you know what? We'll touch base about this next week. Yeah. And then nobody makes an appointment and you never get together with those people again. It's like if you just said, next Friday we're going to meet about this. Again, very clear. <laughs> yeah. This next one, I, even though if someone said this to me now, I would have no idea what they meant. I feel like someone has said this to me before. Ping. Oh. Like, I okay, so I work in academics, but... I also work in sort of IT for some reason. And uh, so ping has like a tech definition to me that I understand as hearing back from something. Yeah, to get back to something. But it could, apparently it also means also specifically in an email. Like it could mean just to get back in general or it could mean get back to me in an email. Right. Um, Wait, I so is no somebody using was... it as like, hey, Marissa, ping me about that? It's, I don't, I, see, I don't remember how. I could mean, understand it if it was like, no, I, I really I couldn't understand how to use later. it in a sentence. <laughs> ping me about this later? I don't know. Ugh, gross. I mean, anyway, I don't like it. If I, Okay, so like, let's see. Let's think of a situation. Or ping me that so, whatever. So we, we own a bakery. No, we can't own a bakery. We own a grocery store, okay? And like, we need more bread. And you and I run into each other, and you're like, dude, where's the bread? And I'd be like, I pinged the bakery. I'll see how yeah, long okay. it takes them to get back. Yeah. And to me, so in techno speak, it means you send a message to a server, and the server answers you back. And when you ping it, you can test how fast the server is and how fast both. Anyway, uh, so that is the that. only way I can have it make sense, except also if you and I are running a grocery store, I don't expect you to know what that means. Yeah, I will only accept that if it's in a tech uh, industry. Right. Park something? Like, just leave it there. It says, hold an idea potentially for later use. Gross. That's stupid. No, no. Uh, I don't like okay. that. Now, this next shelf one. Shelf it. I'll take shelf that. Okay. I'll take none of them. <laughs> um, I read this next one. I've never heard it in my life. I imagine someone might say this in an ad agency. Thank God I wasn't, like, in a place where I was, like, conceptualizing, like, uh, campaigns. I was really just doing SEO writing. If anyone ever said this to me, I would, I don't know, quit, slip my wrist, throw up, or all of these. <laughs> do something drastic. <laughs> uh, this one, I'll just go to the meaning. Uh, snackable. Snackable content is a thing in marketing 
meaning an attempt to draw people in with bite-sized nuggets of text or video or any little bit of media to bolster brand visibility. No. I have never said snackable, but I have said digestible. You're disgusting. (laughs) Meaning something is way too long. Here's the funny part, though, right? I'm actually trying to say... Nothing's funny about it, Your office speak is so out of control, we need to shrink it down, get to the point, and make this a more digestible point. You know what? Okay, I'll take yours a little bit more. <laughs> so I would just say, like... Because my office speak is anti-office speak. Can you just say make it more concise? Or... Yeah, that's a good word. Yeah, it's a very exactly. good word. I couldn't tell you the last time I used it. Concise? Um, <laughs> this next one sounds dirty. <laughs> Instead of park it, we're starting to say, put it in the butt. <laughs> Look, put that in your butt. We'll talk about it three weeks from now. <laughs> um, a thought shower. Have you heard that? This a is thought a shower. meeting. Just too many ideas at once? No, Wait, this is... is a thought shower a brainstorm? Yeah, a meeting to oh, share ideas. That's yeah, the worst so... that you've brought yeah. up so far. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm going to bring up one more, which is offensive. And I don't know... <laughs> Who I'm not going to come up it? with a joke. It, and it's not even, excuse me, not even that offensive. No, it's offensive. But I can imagine maybe like them using it where I just worked. Punch a puppy? Okay. Can you even guess what that means? Um, No, just like do something really mean to something defenseless. Do something horrible for the greater good. But how does punch a puppy work? Because how does punching a puppy do anything for the greater good? Yeah, I need more context in that story. Yeah, I don't like that. So that's, yeah, that's my office speak uh, presentation. Do you have any uh, pretty offensive office speak where you work? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's rampant. But, um, like, morally offensive, no. But, like, offensive to me, totally. (laughs) And uh, a lot of it, yeah, just is that sort of academic thing where people come up with the longest way to say things, and you're like, man, you could just bullet this in a list and have it over with in, like, five lines. And uh, sometimes I go too far in the other direction and I make things way too concise and they seem a little impersonal. So I try to walk that line, but sometimes, you know, it's probably still better. Depends on the day. And I got to say my least favorite one is signage. Uh, People are like, yeah, we need to change the signage over here. And I'm like, you mean you need to change that sign? Like what the like? Come yeah, on. there's no Just, reason to put. You edge. don't. You don't need the other syllable. You don't sound smarter. You actually sound dumber if anybody thinks about the I word know. signage because they find out that it's just sign. And like some people are like, no, 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 signage <laughs> is a group of signs. Well, then say a group of signs, you jackass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I just took out notes from my previous job to see if I had any office speak that I had quoted. I do not have office speak, but I do have office quotes. This is from the owner literally saying, we, we were not allowed to use the word easy. And when I say we were not allowed, I mean, if we said something was easy, he would get mad at us. Uh, and in a meeting, he said, if I let you use the word easy, it's because I know you're ignorant. And then mm. another quote, I Marissa's have. Office, Marissa's boss was a dick. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the boss's boss, right? <laughs> yeah, this is, this is the owner of the whole company. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what the context was, but he said, there are no sacred cows here. This isn't India. Yeah. I've heard yeah. sacred cow before. I don't really, I don't like that. Yeah. 
That it's, seems it's insensitive. If you're Indian. Yeah. Uh, people were talking about productivity, and if he said, "If you only increase your productivity by ten percent more, I'm gonna kill every one of you." <laughs> That's not even office speak. That's a threat. Yeah, that is no. a threat on your safety. I like this one where multiple office speaks were confused, and he said <laughs> he can do it in the bat of a couple clicks. <laughs> oh, and he wouldn't just say stuff was sexy. It was mother effing sexy. I, you know what? You got to be happy that it stopped at sexy because, like, sometimes people get more explicit where they're like, yeah, this copy makes me hard, like stupid <laughs> stuff like that. And you're like, this is gross. <laughs> what if I said, like, ooh, this copy makes my – never mind. I feel like if women did the same thing, it wouldn't be okay. But I have heard it before. And I think one of my favorites is when Jenny Slate says, like, something funny makes her horny. And I think it's really funny when she says it. But, but uh, horny I don't know if she's actually aroused or not. If she says something You're right. very specifically female, yes. I feel like someone would would be weird. Like, ew, you gross. You but anyway. Gross. Is so it? we're talking about made-up language, and it kind of took me down a bit of a path. And, and this is going to be one of those things. It's great that we had the intro that we had today. Uh, which you may or may not remember, but, like, things that we kind of always knew, but, like, we didn't know that we knew, and we became aware of them later, okay, yeah. that sort of thing. So when I was in sixth grade, there was this kid in my school, and he seemed pretty cool at the start. And, like, it was probably, like, the maybe, like, the first or second time I, like, went over a kid's house. Okay. And, like, watched wrestling. I'm sorry, Marissa. <laughs> and, okay, like, played... You're video games and shit like that right right so um but then like over the years he started to like pepper in racist comments and it was very uncomfortable to me and i i did not like that against you or other people no no no, not against me just against other people and like uh when i was like when i would go to people and i'd be like hey do you think jason's racist they'd be like what what are you talking about like what i don't even know what you mean and then like a week later they would come back to me and they'd be like i think i know what you mean (laughs) okay anyway when this kid would tell stories and there were points that he wanted to create suspense, he would say, <clears throat> all the sudden, so I'm walking down the street and all the sudden, a trash monster came out and punched me or something. Okay. And I was like, oh, he just misspoke. I get it. But then he would do it again and again, and he never, ever said it right. But, like, I didn't correct him because that's not really in my nature as little yeah. pete um i'm a little kid and i don't know maybe maybe he is right maybe i'm wrong i don't know what's going on but then you know i went through college and then i started teaching and then i would find students writing all of a sudden in a, in really? a paper and i was like wait a minute it's not just jason <laughs> yeah wow okay and so there was a point where i was like you know like you know you're right about something, but you just need the internet or somebody else to confirm it for you. Yeah. So I went out and I started checking it out. And the, the truth is, I couldn't find anybody that says all of a sudden on the internet. If you're closer to me, you might think that it should be all of the sudden. But if you're exactly like me, then you think it should be all of a sudden. So all of, I'm walking down the street and all of a sudden, a trash monster jumped in front of me. Now, on Google... 
There are 12.5 all of a suddens to every one all of the sudden. And if you search Google Books, which, by the way, I didn't do this. I'm just taking stats from somewhere else. <laughs> There's approximately 50 all of a suddens per one all of the sudden. So okay. clearly one is more popular than the other. But as you may or may not know, Marissa, none of these are necessary or correct at all because sudden is not a noun. <laughs> So you can't have a the sudden and you can't have an a sudden because sudden is kind of like brief. So that's grammatically correct to say, oh. You say, say suddenly. Sudden? I guess. That's, that's but, the right I mean, answer. That's the only way thought, to say it. See, Every other way thing. is office speak, Marissa. <laughs> here's the thing where in my, well, I had some class where everyone just argued about whether or not common usage should make it You're talking it about prescriptive grammar versus descriptive grammar and this would be descriptive when we say everybody says all of a sudden yeah. so it's perfectly fine and you know what i'm down with that but it still doesn't make sense here's here's where i wanted to go with this though can i just stop you for one second go ahead i have no problem either way i'm just curious is this an intro to a larger topic about no. grammar or is this the, is the whole, whole thing topic. about all of a sudden versus the sudden yeah. like That's it, it. I like it even more. I was hoping that was your answer. <laughs> the Oxford English Dictionary says that people used all of the sudden or a sudden back in the late 1500s. But who gives a shit? Because in the like early 2000s, people were combining rap and rock. But like that didn't mean that everybody was doing it. So just because two morons back in the 1500s said all of the sudden... Now, the Oxford English Dictionary gives this phrase some credibility, but it's like two people on the world are saying this. It doesn't mean anything. Wow, that's fascinating. So, grammarians, you know, again, we talk about prescriptive grammar, which is this is the way that you're supposed to do things because these are the rules and this is what makes sense. That is, then you never say all of a sudden, all of the sudden, and nobody in their right mind says all the sudden because there's no... Um, those people would say... Don't say any of those. Suddenly is the only way to go. I walked down the street and suddenly a trash monster came out. But, um, yeah, descriptive gram grammarians will say this is what people say. And so it is, for all intents and purposes, commonly accepted and understood what you mean when you say all of a sudden. Wait, where, which camp do you fall under? I fall in the all of a sudden camp, uh, but I also wish that I said suddenly more so that I seemed like I was smarter. <laughs> okay. Like I yeah. wish, you know, it's like concise. It would take me a long time to come up with the word concise. The sad part is I'm saying all of a sudden. It's right there. It's right there. I just mush mouthed it up. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know all of a sudden wasn't right because despite having an MFA, I just feel if something's right or not. <laughs> Yeah. I can't tell you the reasoning. And so now that you explain why it's not right, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would never would have gotten there. The fact that so many people say it, it went in my mind that I think I would say suddenly, though, in a sentence. Mm -hmm. But if you actually asked me if all of a sudden was wrong, I would be like, no. But, yeah, I don't think in a sentence I would use it necessarily. So I don't know. It's very weird. I'm a horrible <laughs> English major. The great part of this, though, is it relates right back to yours, which is you're saying all of a sudden instead of just suddenly. And if you're telling a story, the whole reason that you're using this phrase at all is because you have a suspenseful situation and you're like ready yeah. to drop, like, you know, pull back the curtain. And um, 
you're actually using more words and sounds to say what you're trying to get to instead of just using the more direct method to do so. And yeah. so uh, that's my topic. <laughs> this is a very interesting direction for you to go to. I'm not, I might seem like I'm being sarcastic. And we all have like little things that we say that aren't correct. And, uh, you know, just, just be chill. Let people go. See, that's the thing. I let it go too far with Jason. I let it go, and then I let it go, and then I was like, I'm pretty sure he's wrong, but like at this point, I can't correct him. Oh, are you again? This is important. Like sixth, seventh, eighth grade, something like that. Oh, it's Definitely met him in sixth. <laughs> okay. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, if you were like, hey, you used to say this, I've been holding on to this for ten years, yeah, that would make you look like a psychopath. Graduation day from high school, and I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, I haven't talked to you in a few years, I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, no, that would You're be... You're an idiot. <laughs> um, one additional thing, going back to how no one in a workplace knows anything, probably because the people at the top did office speak and didn't really know stuff, uh... I was doing metadata for a website. So if you're not familiar with that, I was like creating the text that if you were to Google something, this would come up in the Google search. Like this would be the, the big title that you would see in the Google search. And I referred to furniture as chic. And I, I, that's right. <laughs> but I guess it also referred to the furniture being inexpensive. And our client, English was not his first language. My manager, English wasn't his first language. And the people around him. And as him, we've English, learned, the owner has no mastery of the English language. Well, yeah. The people around me, uh, there were two other people in the room that English was their first language. So I don't know what happened. The client was like, why does it say this? It makes it seem like it's like cheap women. Like, cause I thought he, he thought chic was chick. So it was like inexpensive chick furniture. Like, and I was just like, what? <laughs> Three people came in the room and they were like, you made us look uh, bad. We were freaking out. And I was like, that's chic. Do none of you know what that word is? And it was one of those things where no one wanted to admit that they were wrong. So they just kept talking over me like I still made a made a mistake. <laughs> anyway, and that's all. this is going to devolve into us complaining about work. But yeah, that's like another horseshit thing you can do at the office. A person makes a mistake, and you are like one of three people. It's like, oh, did you just yell at her for that? Okay, it's my turn. I'm gonna go in and do that too. Like, come on. It only takes one person to make people like me and Marissa feel shitty for the rest of the week. So just send the one person in and leave us alone. <laughs> Yeah, guys, you don't know. Me and Pete could hold on to something and amplify it. That's our <laughs> superpower. Plugs. Marissa, you got anything to plug this week? Mm. She's looking around the apartment. No, I'm like, <laughs> I will plug Cheerios. <laughs> this is unrelated to anything, but I shopped on a website the other day that I've known about since I was like 10. And I just took a screenshot of my shopping cart, put it on Instagram, and everyone was losing their shit. Did you see that Instagram post? I did. Guys, if you like punk stuff and cloth patches of punk bands, go to interpunk.com, which is not a new website. And I don't know why everyone was freaking out, but it has, like, old punk bands, like, cloth patches that cost, like, a dollar of, like really cool bands like leftover crack and a global threat and probably like the virus and mxpx and i was just like guys calm down like, i just saw the paypal icon and i was like oh marissa's gonna get her identity stolen oh 
Did I, I didn't put any incriminating info out there that I no. didn't grab? Oh, okay. I'd rather Venmo. Everyone was just like, where did you get that? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, but I was just like, guys, you all know what this website is. That's like, I feel like, I know it's not quite as common, but I feel like it's <laughs> it'd like, be like me. if you were like, "Hey, I found these results on Google," and people are like, "Holy shit! Yeah, oh my exactly. god, it's so efficient!" <laughs> also, like, yeah, if you guys wanted this, why hadn't you just Googled where to buy it? But yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it's so, as common as me saying I bought something from Walmart for punk people, and I just thought it was very funny. So, guys, if you forgot interpunk.com exists, just a reminder, it exists. Go buy some patches or some CDs or some band shirts. Pete, what do you want to plug? I just based on this episode would like to replug corporate on Comedy Central because it's super hilarious. It deals with some of the things that you were talking about, like terrible coworkers and bad work culture and language and all that business as well. Bad work culture is bad work culture. So yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was gross. I guess we'll talk to you next week. I'll have a haircut by next week that you won't be able to hear, but just know it'll be there. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.